Welcome to the Comic Blast Podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to the Comic Blast Podcast. That has been what feels like an eternity since I've last said that. I'm one of your hosts, Grayson, and with me is my other spider bro, uh, Keenan. Uh, yeah. resident resident Spider-Man PS4 fan of Comic Blast. Uh, but we're not talking about that just yet. Well, actually, that will be in a, an episode quite soon. But we are delivering on our promised episode, which we promised w- way too long ago, and we are delivering way too late. So that's, I guess, just our thing now. Um, mm-hmm. The Amazing Spider-Man 2, which is, as if people know... This is one of like I like I love the crap out of this movie. Like you don't even know. So we were gonna record this last week, and then I got sick. And then last time we recorded, Keenan had COVID. There's yeah. just been like, listen, it, it never stops. But we're about to start really pumping these things out because I'm full force excited for No Way Home because the trailer actually the new one just dropped last night so we should talk about it a little bit before yeah. we get into tasm 2 so we have absolutely no choice but to get these reviews out asap I, we only got a couple yes. more movies so we'll be good yes we're gonna do tasm 2 then we're gonna do um insomniac spider-man or marvel spider-man for the ps4 and ps5 and then we have we're gonna do spider-verse and then the mcu movies back to back that way it leads straight into no way home um <clears throat> And then it'll be time, baby. It'll be yeah, time. We're a month away. Um, so the new trailer, second trailer, dropped last night. I mean, it was a pretty good trailer. Yeah. Myself. That was I, that was a, it. It, it um it, it met my expectations. I wouldn't say exceeded. I was one yeah. of the few people. I don't know. I feel like it's, this is a very div- divisive like viewpoint, but like. You have the crowd that's like, I want to see Toby and Andrew in, in the trailer. Yeah. And you have the crowd that doesn't want to. I'm one of the ones who want to see them in the trailer just because yeah. it doesn't feel real. Even though we've seen a million right. leaked things and all signs point yes. to them actually being in it, it still doesn't feel real until I see them in the trailer. Even them in the trailer probably won't feel real to me until I see the movie. But yeah, um, so there was enough. There was enough evidence in the trailer yeah. to basically prove that all of these leaks were true. Like the famous leak of Andrew with his hand up onto the pole yeah. from the scaffolding, and then that ties into the the final battle, which we presume is going to be this or, or whatever this big battle at the Statue of Liberty, yeah. which looks identical. And there was another picture release with all three of them a few weeks ago with the same scaffolding, yep. literally that railing right behind them. Yep, right, the water like, behind okay. them, and it's like right. it looks identical to um, that set piece that we're assuming is the third act. May or right. may not be, but we assume it's the third act. You know, I, I think I sent I sent you this on Twitter. I'm not sure if you responded or not, or or not. I didn't send it to you on Twitter. I sent you a text from a a tweet post where it shows lizard the jumping lizard. in the air. And he looks like he's getting the crap like punched or kicked out of his face, mm-hmm. but there's absolutely nothing there. It's just he just like ah, uh, uh, just yeah. like gets kicked out of nothing, and you're like, okay, someone said either the wind is really strong or he's getting he's getting pummeled by an invisible uh, something that has been CGI, or, you know, yeah. just away because they they've done that a lot before. Yep. In not even just Marvel trailers, but like. Uh, Spider-Man trailers, like yeah. they just completely changed with CG. Like I think about Far From Home, how in um, 
in what was it? Uh, like he's like doing like the little press briefing for yeah. charity or whatever. And in the trailer, he had the homecoming suit, but in the movie, he had the the Iron Spider yep. suit. But um, that yeah, the Civil War, um, <coughs> the yeah, Civil man. War battle that showed you know both the teams running towards each other, the fight in Spider Man yeah. just not was not in it at all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there was it's like um, okay, there was like Infinity War where there was like a shot of Thor. And he isn't holding his axe because that was like supposed to be a, you know a key plot point. Oh right, he's just like yes. he's got the lightning, but he's got no no weapon. Well, obviously right. he's holding the axe in the film. So mm-hmm. yeah, Marvel has a tendency to like CGI stuff out, and it, it just happened to be that the Brazilian cut of the trailer went on a little bit too long and showed yeah. uh, Lizard getting kicked in the the uh, North American trailer that got released. It, it cuts, show that. yeah, it cuts right where he, you know he's about to get punched or kicked yeah. or whatever it may be so listen and even if he doesn't get kicked like it looks like they're like like they're just like going like my friend was saying that lizard is in like this predatory stance mm-hmm. not even going at tom holland's spider-man no, he's like, like he's going him. at like off like off to the side and electro is like way up in the top yeah like and you're like okay like they're clearly aiming at nothing yeah. like there's gotta be like there's something there yeah and we just can't see it but um the trailer itself, I thought was great. Yeah. I loved the like that we kind of get a bit more of what's going on with the actual plot. We get to see more of Doc Ock. We get a good shot at Green Goblin. Oh yeah. Uh, and I oh man, I got I an like, HD Ooh! gif of that on my phone. Like it's dude, it man, so it's just like it feels unreal. Um, and we finally get the confirmation that Lizard and Sandman are going to be in the movie. Um, and and then Electro is looking fresh. Yeah, that's like which. 180. I mean, we're gonna 180 yeah, like, on the character. Design. We're gonna we're about to get into that with with the Amazing Spider-Man 2. Um, but his design is awesome. He even has like the starfish design over like the like of the lightning over yeah. his face, but it's like hovering over yeah, his it's face. Yeah, not a like, mask. When he, like, shoot. Yeah, and I love that. Yeah. Like Jamie Fox looks clean as Electro, and I I mean we'll get into it like in just a second. Like I like the Tasm 2 design of when he's actually Electro. Like I like the blue lightning. You can see it in his veins and stuff, mm-hmm. but this looks way more comic accurate, yeah. you know, like, and like the yellow lightning of the green jumpsuit, like the technicals. It looks really cool. Very modern but, take on a classic outfit and design. Right. Yeah. It reminds me a lot of Insomniac's Spider-Man yeah. version of Electro sure. with like the kind of the harness and like the, act, the true yellow lightning, the green outfit yeah. and everything. Um, it was a good trailer though. Like, I mean, it, in terms of like, it's, it, it works as like a second trailer, but I'm kind of glad that they didn't show Toby and Andrew. But at this point, like you don't need to show me anymore. Like that scaffolding alone confirmed that they're in the movie. I agree. I mean, it's just that when they leaked that, um, Andrew Garfield, uh, video of him holding onto that railing and he's clearly talking to somebody else. You can see like the red glove, uh, right. in the foreground that's kind of blurred out. Um, mm-hmm. And then you start, and then you get the other leaked thing that showed all three of them, and there's that same yeah. railing in the background, but this time it has water. Uh, and right. then you actually get the trailer, and you see that they're fighting near water, like, and it's like you know, you know that that's exactly what's going on. Um, yeah. Because like on the on the larger uh, the remember the leaked video, you can actually get a larger uh, view of you know the actual set with the blue screen, and there's just so right. many of those like the railings and platforms poles and wood yeah exactly exactly. and it's like it's identical to what we saw in the trailer so yeah so i'm like they like confirmed it without showing us anything you know they were like other than the the lizard thing i'll ask you a question and then we can move on to tasm um because we both like the trailer but 
do you think that uh, it'd be a smarter move to market Toby and Andrew in, in, in like terms of like a business um, perspective, like trying to make money and get you know ticket sales? Do you think it'd be smarter to market them in a trailer? Because there's one more trailer that's supposed to come out, I guess, on the 29th. Um, okay. Do you think it'd be smarter to have something of them in it or just let mm. it be a surprise? So generally speaking, I would say yes. It probably would be smarter for like general audiences to get more money. But I also think most people in general audiences know or at least speculate. Like, like I mean, if you've seen at least one of the other Spider-Man movies, like yeah. if, you've, if you've seen The Amazing Spider-Man, that's the only one you've seen, or you've seen Spider-Man 3, you're like, you're like, oh, okay, like I know that that's not this universe. Like those are different people, right? Like, so you think so, like seeing the villains is enough to get some of those fans def- to come? Definitely for Doc Ock and Green Goblin. And yeah. that trailer alone, he's just like, you're not Peter Parker. Like anybody's like can make that assumption, right? Mm-hmm. Like, but if they, I mean, if they really wanted to, they could. I just think that Kevin Feige is probably the one that's really pulling for like, hey, this needs to be a moment for people, sure. right? that he's probably like, we we need to not show it, you know? Yeah. And probably what will happen is a week before the movie comes out, there's going to be all these teasers and stuff because this is how it goes. Marvel movies won't get marketed for like, in, until like the, the next, or the last two months that it's about to come yeah. out. And then that, that week before when the red carpet premiere happens and everything, they just show, like they just show like 80% of the movie. Yeah. Like the like small I little like, like social media posts and stuff. Right. They're like 15 second TV spots yeah. and little posters and international trailers and all this stuff that show like more scenes, you know? And you're like, whole like that happened with civil war yeah and i remember like they had shown spider-man once they had shown him in that second trailer for civil war it wasn't in the first trailer it was the second trailer yeah and it was with the shield he says like hey everyone and then within a week that like a week before there was all this spider-man stuff that was getting yeah. shown and i was like the metal I was like, arm okay, i gotta thing. get like yeah he like caught the metal arm and you're like what i just like stop looking yeah and i'm expecting there's going to be like there's going to be more release stuff even if it doesn't show Toby and Andrew, there's going to be more slip-ups, like, for sure. Yeah, I, I, I just, like, I feel like they might as well show them just because as soon as the movie gets released, whether it be the red carpet premiere or, like, early screenings, it's mm-hmm. going to come out. Like, it's going to be the yeah. first thing to come out. So I'm just like, you might as well just show a little, a little even if it's five I, seconds. Even, I think here's what they'll do. If they show them, it won't be before the movie comes out. It'll be like, you know how in Disney, like the Disney Plus shows, they release character posters? Yeah. And it's like after the episode drops, like five days later, they'll show like a character poster of a character that was in the, like, that was in the episode. It's like, hey, in case you haven't watched it, this person's in in this show. Go, go subscribe to Disney Plus. It'll be the same thing. Well, it'll be, it'll be like no way home and then like five days later it's like it'll show like a poster of Tobey Maguire or something or they'll like or they'll have like his symbol or something or like have his suit like on a poster and you're like you're like oh what but I mean like if they if they really didn't care about their fans and they just wanted to make money then they would absolutely show them they would have shown them and probably in the first trailer like Sony but but yeah I mean like Sony I think I think there was deliberation on whether this when this like this trailer came out later than I think they wanted it to yeah because there was the de- like debate on whether between Sony and Marvel Sony wanted to show them yeah M- the Marvel or Disney Marvel didn't want to show them and it's like listen 
this movie, I think the hour, the runtime's been confirmed as like two hours and forty nine minutes. Mm. Like it's being compared, it's basically being called like Spider Man in game. Yeah. Like people are gonna go see this movie. For like, sure. I mean, I, I don't remember how much money Far From Home made, but even that wasn't like anything revolutionary. No. But like it, it's Christmas time. There's villains from previous movies. Like it's still gonna make money, sure. but eventually they will. Sh- they'll show them. Um, but I mean, it's it's only like a month away. Yeah, I'm ready. What is it? December what? Nineteenth or seventeenth? Or we'll be there the sixteenth. But yeah, seventeenth. Oh yes. Oh yeah. We will. I I I'm currently debating like Pete. There's so many people that like want to see this movie. I say so many people. There's like yeah. five people that want to see this movie with me. Yeah. And I'm like divided. I'm like, who do I see it with? Because I'm like, I can't see it with everybody the first time around. Like because yeah. not everybody's around here. And I'm like. I'm like I don't like either way. I'm seeing this movie opening night. Like yeah, I'll see it multiple like, times so I can oh, kind of yeah. split it up. I and there's this like weird feeling. We'll get to it like when Spider Verse comes out uh, or when we do our episode for Spider Verse. But like this, the Christmas time hype around Spider Man yeah. is such. It's one of my favorite feelings ever. Like I right agree. now, I'm playing through Miles Morales again, um, and I'll talk a bit a bit more about that in our marvel spider-man review but like that's such a nice feeling i'm getting a lot of feelings from like three years ago when spider-verse was about to come out right. and it was like that christmas time like it just spider-man and christmas like because it doesn't happen very often but it's um it's i'm i'm like hyped like that trailer mm-hmm. like i'm like all right full spider-man mood yeah like, we got a month to go that's why we're Let's recording <laughs> yes we're like okay we've got a month to do this review marvel spider-man Spider-Verse, and then Homecoming and No Way, or uh, Far From Home, yeah. and then we'll have No Way Home, but we're going to do it. I promise you we will do it. Yeah, no and doubt. You're about to get a, you're about to get a double a, a double whammy yeah, this pe- week. Yeah, people so. will have content for the next month from us. Yes, yeah, because we've been complete slackers, and I'm just going to admit that, So, uh, and it's totally fine, but anyway, let's get to the, uh, the meat of the episode. The Amazing Spider-Man 2, released in 2014, directed by Mark Webb. Produced by the vile Avi Arad. Uh, um, listen, before I get into any of my thoughts, Keenan, I just what do you think about the Amazing Spider-Man Two? My general thoughts. Yeah. Okay. Just, like, just start somewhere. I'm gonna I'm gonna let everybody know and set the table. Grayson is gonna run this episode because this is, <laughs> this, this is among his favorite Spider-Man movies. It's the one he's most passionate about. I do not share that. I share right. certain things with him about this movie, but most of it we're probably not going to see eye to eye on. And I'm sure. going to let him have his moment, okay? So oh, it's going to be okay. Um, this movie, like, uh, and I've stated before, the most important thing about Spider-Man is his relationships with the people around him to me. And I think that this movie, for the most part, um, exceeds my expectations for what like a Spider-Man movie um, should be in terms of that just like relationships yeah. the Gwen stuff Aunt May still killer in this um, except for when it comes to Green Goblin which we can get into later yeah. I don't like yeah. I don't like the relationship with him and Harry so much and I, I they try to do something and I appreciate it but um, yeah don't like that stuff but um, right. this the heart and soul of this movie is Peter and Gwen and that's <laughs> what I'm here for with this film Oh yes, um, yeah. So that's why I go back to to watch this movie over and over, right? Because other than that, it's it's a mess of a film. Like, yes, you know, 
this is a type of film that film professors should be showing in their classes and saying this is what yeah. you don't want to do because the right. script is a mess um the forced characters different interweaving storylines that don't you know connect with the overall storyline um just i don't know it's just everywhere and yeah it's a little tough to watch and that's all i can say about it but peter yeah. and gwen i love them it's they're great. great and you're probably going to bring up some stuff that i'm like oh that's great too because there's a lot of really yeah. cool moments in the movie yeah. um you know there's there's still great action the web swinging is is the best out of yes. all the spider-man movies like this one so is good. the best um and what else is there good about this movie there's a lot good let me go ahead and i'll go ahead and add on to the 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 bad things so we can just get all the negative stuff yeah out let's of the just way, do that have, yeah okay so green goblin i don't like dane dehan as green goblin i like him as harry osborne i do not like him as green goblin i don't like him okay? as either but i love him as really? an actor i i think he is very underrated i think you could have chosen someone better but for the edgy like version of harry osborne they're going for yeah you know i can appreciate it okay like he's he's this neglected son and he's now has to take over this empire or whatever. Like they truthfully, they jumped to this plot line way too early. Yeah. Okay. Because they were trying to get to Gwen's death. Um, but I get it. It's fine. I like his armor and I like his glider. I hate his troll face thing. Like mm -hmm. he is creepy, but it's not green goblin. Mm -hmm. Like it's just, it's like, the, I would have been fine if that was the, like the, the whole spiky orange hair. Like he looks like a little one of those little troll things, you know, yeah. that you get like they have like the giants, but like just flaming syndrome hair. Yeah. Um, so that's another a negative. But I think D Dane DeHaan did his best like with that. Per like, I don't think he was bad at performing. I just again, it's a bad script thing. And there's a that when you don't have a great script, it can make a lot of things fail. So Green Goblin. Bleh. Uh, Electro pre-Electro, okay? When he is Max Dillon, what, what, what was that? Okay, yeah. they basically were like, hey, you remember Batman Forever, the Riddler? Let's do that, but instead of making it, like, this, like, nerdy white guy, let's make it Jamie Foxx, this really well-rounded actor, singer, songwriter, like, direct, like, he just, he does it all. Like, J Jamie Foxx is super talented. Yeah. Let's just make him have this really crappy comb over and this huge gap between his teeth and this pedo stash and make him this completely social freak. He's an Oscar winner. Yeah, he's so, so good. So I freaking Jamie Foxx yeah. is like one is like one of my. I personally, I think he's super underrated. Yeah. Like he's just he's so talented. Yeah, and I think as we see in the No Way Home trailer, he if you give him the right look and design, he is perfect for Electro. Yeah. I love that pick, but the fact that they made him like this, like basically this like sociopathic, Spider awkward, obsessed like. What I don't know what that decision was. Yeah, it's very strange. In my opinion, Max Dillon is like basically the one of the working class Spider-Man villains. Mm -hmm. Where in the comics, he's just an electrician. He's just a street electrician. He works for the city, and a, I mean, a, an accident happens with some power lines, and he becomes Electro. 
simple as that, you know, like, and he starts, but I mean, he's pretty like down on his luck. And then he starts robbing banks with these abilities, not a hard plot to follow. No. I get, they wanted to integrate it with Oscorp and everything. Cause Oscorp is a big part of the center, which is something I do kind of like in this movie, but sometimes they force it way too much and it just does not work. Yeah. Um, but yeah, about electro, like his origin, I don't like, I just don't like it. You know, the electric but, eels. Like, yeah, I just like, I can't, I I just think they could have done something different. I but once he becomes Electro, like he gets the powers and stuff, I really do like Electro. I think I think he's a really cool villain. I think his his look overall, his design is super unique and works for this universe perfectly. And I think he I think uh, Jamie Foxx does a lot better actually as Electro than he does as Max Dillon. Um, I don't know. But that I like really yeah I. I mean, yeah, it's better than seeing Max Dillon running around with blueprints and, you know, yeah, getting picked on. That's that's cool. You know, one thing that I actually do like. So I, I like the moment that um, uh, Max and Gwen share in the elevator. Um, yeah, that's one of the, like the most random things that I like about the the film because she kind of yeah, like it's... has empathy and like tries to like, you know, listen to him and treat him as a human being. I get that, but um. I, I like that, and that's just like it doesn't really necessarily fit for the character, but it's an example of Mark Webb understanding like how to write human characters and how they right. should interact together. Um, but as far as Electro, I feel like there's just so much cheese that I can't take him seriously because we can. There's just too many like okay. there's horrible one liners. Yes, like it's my birthday and it's time to light my candles. Yeah, like, I mean, like, it's like, don't you know I'm electro? Like that sort of stuff. I agree is super cringy. Like it takes but, me out of it. Yeah, but like I, the thing that just really makes electro for me is like the fight scenes with him and Spider Man. Like I think the action in this movie is near perfect. Personally, yeah. like I I love that. So the Times Square fight scene, not even not okay. Actually, let me backtrack. The opening fight scene with the, him chasing down Alexei Sesevich or Sesevich. We didn't like, even get into I, Rhino. <laughs> yeah, Rhino, okay, Rhino's trash. Yeah. Listen, I'll, I'll buy, I don't even like his suit design. It's super weird. What is it? I don't get it. But I like him chasing, trying to get the, whatever he's trying to get. I don't really remember. These little fusion uh, coil looking things from yeah. Oscorp, because everything ties to Oscorp in New York. Yeah, yeah, Oscorp is basically like running the city. Yep. They're literally running the city's power grid. So, of course, then the main villain is Electro, who runs the, the city's yeah. power grid. So, like, okay. Um, yeah, and then you get to the Times Square fight scene, and I think it's sick. I think visually, it like, this movie visually, I mean, I'm watching it on my 4K TV, on my PS5. It's a Blu-ray. It looks phenomenal. The color grading, yeah. the CGI is top-notch. Like, they went all out here. When Peter... Like when his a web shooter gets fried on his left hand and he's only down to the one web shooter, the fact that he like he does the backflip, he stops the car, and he able he's able to like use his spider sense to save those people yep. from getting electrocuted. It just it's so nice. I think it, it's such like it's beautiful one of, cinematography. Yeah, it's one of those things where I like I, I smile when watching that. Like I look forward yes. to that moment because like everything's slow mo, and a lot of it, yeah. not all, of, of course not all of it, but a lot of it is shot in camera where people are like trying to stand still as the camera's running around going up those red steps right. um and then you know there's a lot of cgi in there of course because obviously you can't really oh, yeah. shoot webs and no. <laughs> um, like but the part where like 
um, Peter kind of puts his thumb on his web shooter to kind of make it spread out. Mm-hmm. You know, like all those kind of things are really cool, and that's that's like some top tier Spider Man filmmaking in yes. that because it that, feels that's like what you Spider-Man want to see. Being... From, yeah, that's what you want to see from your superhero. Like it's like mm-hmm. you you get a mix of Pete's brilliance and then him just being Spider Man. You know, right? And it's just yeah, it's but... so cool to watch the way he like. I don't know. He just feels very interactive and like, I'm like, yeah, that's like, that's a Spider-Man comic book moment right there. And then he's like, they just take out Electro. Like, all right, we're just going to ground him. Just shoot him with shoot water. The like, with the, yeah. And I'm like, the love, uh, the fact that he like remembers their names, he's like big John, like gives him a high five. And then he like swings around the hose and like pretends to like holster yeah. it. I'm like, that's, that's funny. He's, but, he's even got the then, fireman hat on. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, you can tell, like, Spider-Man is New York's hero, yeah. right? Like, he is the, like, the hero of the people. And then the final fights with um, with Electro, again, so beautiful in terms of, like, the, the power Visually. grid, like, the like the slow-mo and the way the electricity looks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even, I, I mean, I think the fight even with Green Goblin when he's trying to save Gwen, like, front, before, like, trying to make sure she doesn't get killed yeah. is like really cool. I think it works very well. Um, so yeah, I love that, the action and I actually really like the pacing in this movie, even though there's a billion and one plots. Like I don't ever feel bored in this movie. Um, and I sometimes feel that in the first amazing Spider-Man cause it's a little bit slower, but that's <laughs> just what it's doing. What, amazing Spider-Man one and two are like very different in contrast. And I think they, I think they did that intentionally Mm -hmm. because people didn't like the darker tone of the first one. And then they were like, okay, let's go back to being like happier. Right. And and brighter. And like, that's fine, but it was, it's kind of a jarring jump, you know? The thing that Um, I would disagree about the pacing is I think that all of the Ben Parker stuff needs to be cut from this film. You mean Richard Parker? Richard Parker, sorry, yeah. Um, yeah. Needs to be cut from this film. Yeah. Um, because it's so far, like, that storyline is so far removed from what's going on in this movie. And I would rather right. swap that for, like, more Harry and Peter. Um, yeah. Because Harry comes in, building like, stuff. Harry comes in, like, 35 minutes into the movie. Yeah, and it's just, like, so abrupt. It's just it's like, out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, it's just like, I'm here, and then, like, Peter shows up. It's, it's, a, it's a very weird thing i would have liked some more time with them to let that relationship kind of like flush out so that way that decision to have pete not give over his blood um would have meant a little bit more because that's a tough decision you know he's you know do i risk this and try to save my friend or you know don't do it because it might actually kill him like there's there could have been a little bit more of just the harry and peter thing before we got to green goblin and um if they would have cut the richard parker stuff out i feel like they could have focused more on that and i'd also say that there is as much as i love peter and gwen in this movie there is a little bit too much back and forth with the whole we're on and we're off and we're on and we're off and we're on right that's um one thing that i think that they should have you know at the beginning they probably could have had because you got to go back to the end of the amazing spider-man where like uh peter goes to gwen is like yeah i'm gonna be with you you know and then they're together at the beginning of this movie and then right after graduation it's like no probably not but also i'm gonna stalk you which is fine yeah i'm cool with that you know you're just checking in on her but then there's like the whole thing where we're gonna be friends and then it's like oh actually i'm gonna go move um to where was it london england 
Um, yeah. And then, you know, then he's like, now he's pissed off about that. And then she's leaving. And then he like writes the I love you, which I love that moment on the bridge. Yeah, but, like, that's a great moment. Yeah, but it's just a little bit too much back and forth. I feel like you could have done the, okay, we're together at the beginning, then disconnect. And then just left mm-hmm. it at that for the majority until she's going to leave um, right. to go to school abroad. I think that that could have been enough. Um, yep. But... Yeah, that's that's just a, another minor complaint. But I still love every interaction that um, Peter and Gwen have, and you can yeah. see you can see that the love um, that they have for each other is genuine because the actors were in love when they were shooting this mm. movie. So um, that's something that I, you know they they really got lucky with that with these characters yes. <laughs> because they yeah, just had such a natural bond. Yeah, I still stand by that. Like. Um that their relationship is like my favorite on-screen superhero relationship. Like they, they completely yeah. sell it and, it and it's just, it works so well. And it's probably the highlight of this series. No doubt. Like yep. it is the number one thing that like, if I could retain, you know, like that would be it. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think though, if there's any, I don't know, like you I'm, want a I mean, positive I'm, to talk about like, that we can like, like quickly oh, get through. I, I have okay the well the suit the suit oh, is yeah. great yeah I love this version of the suit I like the suit I like I still think I like the Amazing Spider-Man a little bit more the first one just because yeah. it's just so unique um, right, but this is, is like unique. yeah this is like really good you know straight from the comics kind of right on screen suit but yeah the suit's great yeah I if in a perfect world. If they ever made an Amazing Spider-Man three and it was like a ama- like actually really good and they didn't screw it up because I, I remember there was l- the Amazing Spider-Man three like plot leaks and it was horrible and I'm like I'm glad that movie didn't get made yeah. um, even though I love this movie uh, if he had another suit I'd want it to be like a combination of like the first one and the third one or it has like I want it to have like the big eyes but I want it to have the yellow lenses and yeah. then I want the spider to be really long and like the streamlined look around his like wrists and everything like. I want it like that would be like perfect for me mm-hmm. where it like and it has the kind of the same patterns as the first suit yeah. but it combines like the the classic look of the second suit like that classic modern interpretation but um anyway um I'm trying to think I like there's just a, lo- a lot of stuff you already mentioned the web swing here we go which I I got I, I got a scene okay. we can really get into and this okay. is like if, you, if you're listening to this and you don't know that the director's name is Mark Webb, we're going to reference Mark Webb. He's the director of both these films. He's really great with, like, you know, directing and writing um, films with characters and relationships. Like, he's he's really great at he's that. Really good. Yep. This is – this scene that I'm going to bring up is him completely understanding the character and is why I don't blame him for this movie's flaws. And it's right. when – the kid with the wind turn- turbine is getting yeah. bullied and picked on and chased by a bunch of kids until he's backed yeah. into a corner where there's a fence and Spider-Man comes down to kind of rescue him. And mm-hmm. his wind turbine is broke, but Spider-Man's like, you made a wind turbine? Like, it's so cool. And he like, yeah. he you know shoots little webs and fixes it for him and he walks him home. That yeah. is Spider-Man, and that is a director understanding the character of Spider-Man. And Andrew Garfield mm-hmm. sells it so freaking well. It's yeah. those little moments, like it took what two minutes maybe out out of the movie to do a scene like that. 
no more yeah. than two minutes maybe less than a minute to shoot that scene and put it in a film those mm -hmm. are the moments that i'm missing from the mcu spider-man it's yeah. that simple and i love that they put it in here and he shows back up at the end of the film which we can get into later if you want but that kid mm -hmm. shows back up in a spider-man costume and spider-man's yep. not there anymore and rhino's like terrorizing new york and the kid just walks out in front of rhino like yeah. he has the courage to face him because he thinks he's spider-man that's yeah. some of the stuff that i appreciate most about the film yeah that one little interaction right there kind of brings him sort of out of the dark you know like yeah. he's inspired like that i mean that kid alone like and then spider-man comes back from from what i understand not being spider-man for almost a year like yeah. you know and he and then he comes back and he's like you're the bravest ki kid i've ever seen like yeah and then he takes care of it and i mean that final shot with rhino charging and, and spider-man like doing and he's swinging the sewer yeah. uh the sewer cover i'm like that it, it's just perfect yep. like and the, it shows the inspiration that spider-man has right mm -hmm. um and that you know i mean he was a like he was like that kid himself you know yeah. very very smart very like nerdy got picked on a lot and that has now been like he's inspired that kid um i mean the kid smiled when he was like you made a wind turbine i think his yeah. name was jorge in the movie like yes. he even asked the kid what his name is it's just like it's such a cool thing you know that they had a conversation and he walked him home you know yeah. it's just like it's so cool i yeah. love that yeah me too um i feel like the obvious thing is like talking is like Gwen's death. Yeah, like that's rough. It's, it's so rough, but it it was really well done. Oh yeah, Andrew Garfield's performance, man. Like, if this movie does not sell you on Andrew Garfield being, now I'm not saying he is the best Spider-Man, but he is the best actor, actor yeah. to play Spider-Man. This this movie right here, there, there that scene when you know when Gwen dies, like his performance is so real. Yeah. And there's another deleted scene with the Richard Parker stuff, which I really like, but I don't, I didn't need, and I'm glad it didn't happen in the actual movie, Me but too. it's still so good is when he's at Gwen's gravestone and, uh, Richard Parker is revealed that he's still alive. And Andrew Garfield, if you want to look it up, just look up, um, like just like amazing the amazing spider-man 2 richard parker deleted scene yeah and you'll find it and andrew garfield acts his freaking heart out yeah. like he's just like where did you go where have you been and he's like breaking down he's like angry and confused and sad and frustrated and like all of his emotions just like burst out and he's like he's so pissed at his dad but he's missed his dad so much like you know yeah and it's just a it's a fan like fantastic moment to just show how good andrew garfield does and yeah. like i just it just makes you begin to feel even more like sympathy for him yeah because he was a great actor who really understood spider-man and then was just put in really subpar movies that sony tampered with way too much yeah i mean if sony if you think sony mess with spider-man 3 too much they mess with this movie like i mean they basically like mark webb was like the assistant director and sony was the director like yeah. i mean they made all the decisions like i don't think green goblin would have been in the movie i don't think they would have made electro so goofy yeah like it just that i mean it, it mark webb had a, a vision and it was basically botched because of sony yeah and that's what makes me really upset and then of course 
nothing nothing else came after the Amazing Spider-Man two. I mean, they were gonna do the Sinister Six, and they were gonna do the Amazing Spider-Man three, and I, I mean, we're lucky we got Spider-Man in the MCU, and hopefully, you know, paving the way for something uh, greater. I know, I mean, people are divisive on the MCU Spider-Man. Uh, Keenan and I have our own our own thoughts, but um, you know. Since Andrew Garfield is going to be in No Way Home, I'm glad he's getting, hopefully, what is to be a uh, kind of a, a, a nice bow on like his character. But one thing that I really want is, since he failed to save Gwen, there's that shot in the trailer where everybody's speculating that MJ is falling. Yeah. And I really hope, personally, that I hope this happens where Tom fails to save her but andrew saves her you know like yeah. to kind of like like not and not because like he's close to mj or whatever but because it doesn't necessarily redeem his character his character doesn't need to be redeemed you know like he he tried to save her and he just couldn't <laughs> but it would allow him to have that like i did it let's you know? like, like okay so that so mj's falling and then this portal just opens up, but we don't know that the portals open up, and you just see this web come flying to like, and it attaches mm. to her her hand, and you think it's Tom's, but it's yeah. in fact Andrew. That, that'd just be such a cool thing. But yeah, um, I'm even thinking like you see you see Tom like reaching down for her, and yeah. I'm like, what if like lizard or something like yanks him back, yeah. or whatever, and she's like like he's like this close to saving her, and then he gets like. He gets caught up, and Andrew just swings in and grabs her and saves her. And he just kind of has like this moment where like it, like he saves her and he's like, "Are you okay?" And yeah. then like he kind of gets back and he takes a pause for a second and just like you just kind of like you know what's going on in exactly. his head. Exactly. Just like and then he get like snaps back into it and gets into the fight. Like we need oh, we need man. like some 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 moments to kind of like we just need to give Andrew some moments. I was about to say, put respect on Andrew Garfield's name, you know? <laughs> so, um, oh, oh, since we were like, we were kind of like <laughs> talking a little bit about the MCU and, and the Amazing Spider-Man 2, um, I want to read over like a couple of Kevin Feige's notes on the Amazing Spider-Man okay. 2 that he gave Amy Pascal. Have you was read that these? During the, was that these like during the email leaks? Yeah. Okay. Um, these, these are more recently that came out. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so his first thing was uh, there are too many storylines. We need to choose which ones we're focus on, focusing on and lift out the other ones. Could reduce the father arc to just Roosevelt? Question mark. Could exactly. cut out plane crash and Richard destroying spiders. Um, start on the armored car. Don't start with Spider-Man. Uh, let the danger slash stakes to in, uh, New York City build and then have Spider-Man enter the scene heroically. So right. it started with Spider-Man falling from like 2,000 feet in the air. Which um, is an amazing shot, yeah. by the way. It's so nice. Yeah. Um, also toned down Paul Giamatti's performance. He seems a bit... Yeah. Uh, so he seems a bit more menacing and less cartoonish. Yep. If you cut Richard from the opening in the plane crash, maybe you could instead do Harry coming home and seeing Norman at the top of the movie as a cold open. Much Ooh, better. yeah really love electro feels like you may not need the scene in his apartment which means him seem completely crazy and hard to relate to yes <laughs> yes he, he's exactly right um like the idea that the eel goes in his mouth instead of burrowing you see it glow with him, him. that's just like a positive thing need to set up power plant earlier visually seems like the movie yeah. switches point of views a lot that's something that we have talked that about. It does. 
Um, why are we in Max's point of view during the car chase? Worth looking at this and playing out from Spidey's point of view. Yeah. Um, there could be a better way to reveal Peter is missing graduation. Maybe when you cut Gwen, you could cut to the wide shot. I'm not really sure what that means. I'd have to go back and like actually watch. I mean, I'm, I just watched that. I'm trying to think cut to Gwen. Okay. Yeah, mm. I'm not sure. Um, tiny note, don't think Peter would lie to Gwen about sirens. Maybe he just downplays it. Yeah, that kind of makes oh, sense. Oh, yeah. Um, there's the sirens in the background. She's like, do I yeah. hear sirens? Um, <laughs> Stanley cameo, maybe need a little more emphasis on Peter here trying to get out of his costume and not be... Um, not being seen no. oh yeah because it's it's that scene is really weird yeah. because like he's in like the like stanley's in the like the very middle of the crowd yeah. and he's like pointing over to like the left yeah but it, ma- it makes it seem like he's getting dressed over from the right so i'm like okay what like doesn't make any sense yeah instead of seeing ghosts of captain stacy can um just hear the these are like they're not grammatically well put sentences they're just like little sketches and notes so <laughs> right it's a little tough to read instead of seeing the uh, ghost of captain stacy um just hear the voice in peter's head and maybe flash back to the last movie don't think we should add captain stacy back into the car chase i actually like that i like i disagree with that point because it's like i don't know it's just that it's just a little bit more impactful when you actually see right him. Because um, it's like, oh, you're getting it from Peter's perspective. Exactly. Like, oh, he's still, like, thinking about it, you know? Okay, here we go. There's too much back and forth within Peter and Gwen. Can we recut mm. the dim sum scene so that it doesn't feel repetitive of their breakup in the last movie? That's something that we talked about. Oh, um, yeah. Can Peter be more honorable and definitive and less wishy-washy? Yeah. The back and forth. Yeah um why do we need a year to pass he just puts that in there at the end of the movie or the beginning of the movie i think at i don't know i'm guessing because i don't know how much time has passed since the first movie yeah but i'm guessing i'm guessing the end of the movie when gwen dies I, i think so harry's story feels like the main plot of the movie peter should look into the past because of harry maybe find some photos of them together as kids use obsession Use Obsession Wall more to set up um, this part of his past, not just what happened to parents. So, you know, he has, like, the wall in his room where it's, like, connecting all this right. stuff to his parents. Maybe have some stuff of Harry in it. Yeah, because, I mean, the first movie sets up nothing about him being friends with Harry at all. Like, we don't even know he exists. Here's an so. interesting one. Not sure what Peter learns at Roosevelt is entirely correct. We're distracted by the idea that Peter became Spider-Man because of his father's blood. All this special backstory with his super scientist dad fights with the idea that Peter is a normal kid from Queens who becomes mm-hmm. the greatest superhero in the world. That's a good point, I think. Yeah, that like that he's like not like a normal person. He's just like he's actually was specially designed to be Spider-Man. Exactly. Where it's yeah. like it's not necessarily like anybody can be Spider-Man. It's like, nah, you gotta have the blood that matches. You yeah, know? he was like, basically, it was a one in a million shot that you walked it in really, there and got bit by this spider that I was know. genetically encoded to my blood. Exactly. Like, oh God. Okay. Um, like the idea that May finds out he's Spider-Man, finds his costume instead. That that's probably been an idea that 
Kevin Feige's wanted for a long time that May but finds out he's Spider-Man because obviously they yeah. did it in the MCU. Yeah, but I, I would have liked that. Like, I feel like if Kevin Feige been in control of the Amazing Spider-Man, it would have been a more powerful moment between Peter and Aunt May because I really love Sally Fields as Aunt May in this movie. Yeah. Um, especially like her taking up the second job because they're not making enough money. Like, um, yeah, but that is a, definitely a Kevin Feige thing. There's something that he says, we're almost done. Surveillance scene should be about following Harry, not Peter. No one should be following Peter. I'm not sure what that scene is. Surveillance scene. I mean, they've been like watching Peter. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like there was like the, he pulls the, van. Up the thumb drive thing and it's like he knows that like, oh, yeah, that's right. Because they're like the van, they're actually like following him. Yeah, yeah that's weird. Yeah. Um, can Electro hum Itsy Bitsy Spider before he plays it electronically? Maybe. Oh, yeah. It. Yeah. Because it's just like. Burr, 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 yeah. And you're like, what? <laughs> um, maybe intercut the ending montage and hearing Gwen's speech with someone going into special projects and revealing more Easter. Well, um, Kevin Feige's really trying not to just like utterly destroy and yeah. cut apart this movie right now. He's just like, here you go. The last thing says, don't show New Yorkers looting. So I guess oh, like because yes. like Spider Man's not there. Yeah, um, because they're like all, they're or is he is he talking about when the power goes out? I don't and, like, know. Everybody's going crazy. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of those things that like he has good points on that I'm like I probably just didn't really focus on. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean he's trying. He's definitely trying to clean up this movie as best as he can because. Again, they clearly didn't mess. do any like, anything with his notes. Like, <laughs> no, they, they didn't at all. They were like, "Yeah, it's fine." Yeah, like, I mean, it still made a lot of money, but I think it it made the least amount of money out of any Spider-Man movie. Yeah. I think it's like between like, like six and seven hundred million. Yeah, I, I want to say it made like seven hundred and like fifty million, like in total. Um, man, I'm trying to think. Seven hundred and nine. Uh, Okay, so yeah, like, so like, I mean, it profited, but it like most Spider-Man movies cross a billion. You know, I don't. Has the MCU uh, Spider-Man ever crossed a billion? I don't think so. I think Far From Home made like did it? I thought it made like one point oh one or something. I don't think Homecoming did. I think Homecoming made like nine hundred million. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, one point one for Far From Home. Okay, yeah, I remember it making a lot of money. Um, yeah, I'm just. I don't know, like, this movie was... The reason this movie is so special to me, um, before I guess we can wrap it up unless I spontaneously think of anything else, which is likely to happen. (laughs) Um, This movie was, like, it came out at a time that, like, I really needed it, that I was kind of, like, struggling to find myself. Yeah. And just going through a lot of, like, I mean, probably, like, my first bout of depression Mm -hmm. ever, like, um, and heartbreak. And, I mean, this... I mean, I remember... Uh, having like a breakdown at one point and my dad being like, Hey, here's like this Google play gift card. You can buy any movie that you want. And I was like, okay, cool. And I bought the amazing Spider-Man nice. two, And I watched that. And I remember being like finishing that movie and it being like, it just felt like this warm feeling after I finished it, you know, because seeing Peter go through a much different type of heartbreak of, of grief and loss and then overcome, like coming back from that was just so special. Um, and I, and I, it really just, this movie completely rejuvenated my love for Spider-Man because from about the time of like 
2011 to like 2014 mm -hmm. like i definitely was like a big batman guy and like i just kind of forgotten my like my love about spider-man because basically all the way up until 2009 like i was like a spider-man guy yeah. and i remember the amazing spider-man came out being like oh yeah that was a cool movie but like Batman was my thing. Got right? the Arkham and then, games coming out. And right. And then you had the Dark Knight movies yeah. and everything. Like, it was just, it was the time to be a Batman yeah. fan. And then this movie, I was like, I relate to Peter Parker so much. Like, he has all these, like, really human problems. Like, he, in my opinion, like, he looked like me. Like, I I was just, I'm, I mean, I'm generally a smart person. Like, I, I love science. I love math. Yeah. Like, I wear glasses. Like, I mean, I just relate to Peter Parker so much. He is just my guy, yeah. you know? And then Andrew Garfield's Peter Parker really helped my confidence too. Like, I mean, I just wasn't a very confident person. And like he, I mean, I was very inspired by Andrew Garfield's style and like his mannerisms and stuff. And like, he's just like this more happy go lucky guy. And that was really inspiring to me of being like, he, he's unashamedly himself, yeah. you know, like, He's kind of, I mean, he's made out to be kind of like this wallflower in the first one, and then he kind of comes out of shell because he starts to be Spider-Man. Yeah. And I'm like, that's something that I can learn from that. So this movie overall was just, it. I mean, it really helped me out a lot. And so I completely agree with people when they say that this movie is a mess and there's way too much happening, and it like is definitely, to a lot of people, probably one of the worst, if not the worst, Spider-Man movie. Some people say Spider-Man 3, some people say this one. They both share the same problem that they have way too much going on. Yeah. But the the great in this movie is really great to me. Like you said, Peter and Gwen and the relationships that Peter has with people and just him being Spider-Man in general is so top-notch to me. Like, oh, and also this, I, I love the score in this movie. I think it's totally different. I love the, like, Electro's theme. I love Spider-Man's theme. I think it, like, if they had... I wish they had retained and stayed consistent with James Horner's theme, mm -hmm. but if they were like doing like a fresh reboot or something, Hans Zimmer's theme for Spider-Man is just is super good. I love like the electronic kind of rock feel because of like the, a lot the of Green guitar Goblin work. and electro stuff. Yeah, and it like it just it's super different. Does it beat like the Raimi movies and stuff? Of course not. Yeah. But like I will still listen to this soundtrack on on its own. Um, yeah, and so, like, I love this movie despite its flaws. And, I mean, I just love every Spider-Man movie despite its flaws. Like, I can get, I can yeah. find entertainment in every single one. But I find my, like, genuinely, I find myself re-watching The Amazing Spider-Man 2 and Spider-Man 2 just, like, multiple times a yeah. year. Like, and that, that's just because I find them really, like, really entertaining and really rewatchable. Yeah, I'd, and I I'd just go back. The lessons learned. I'd go back to this movie far more than the MCU Spider-Man movies, mm -hmm. just because it just yeah. feels more like Spider-Man to me. Exactly. I, I think like everything you said is like very important, and it's like it's something that we could all kind of like take and pick up on that like when it comes to like the film community, Spider-Man community, it's important not to like. You can critique a film like and be like, yeah, oh, I yeah. don't like that, you know? But when somebody says, hey, I like this film, don't be like, oh, you're an idiot. That movie's garbage. Yeah. You don't know what that movie meant to somebody for what yeah. reason it may be. So um, just let people like whatever they want to like. Yeah. If, if I find, I mean, and this will happen, like, I know there's a kid out there who's like, hey, Far From Home was my favorite Spider-Man yeah. movie. I'm not going to be like, you idiot! <laughs> I'm going to be like, I'm like, oh, like, tell me why, you know? Yeah. And it's, and like, why did that movie mean so much to you? Like, I'm sure there, there was a, a there was a 14 year old kid yeah. 
just like me that saw Far From Home and was like, yeah, that movie helped me. Yeah. You know, like these things, these stories and stuff like mean a lot to people. And, um, and, and yeah, I, I mean, despite the, the movie's issues, I, I still will always go back to rewatch the amazing Spider-Man two. Yeah. And even just for Andrew Garfield alone, yeah. man, like he's just such a great Spider-Man and, uh, and I wish he just got more love and respect that he deserves. It's but, coming. Um, yeah, man. I people are gonna people are gonna say it. Yep. People are gonna they're gonna love him when he's in No Way Home. Yep. All right. I know people are hyping up the Toby stuff, but Andrew Garfield. Yeah. Listen, I'm more excited for happen. Toby, but I'm like just rooting for Andrew in this movie for him yeah. to have his moment. Yeah. So, exactly. Yeah. I, I I can't wait. But that's gonna do it for this this review. Um, Please let us know what you guys thought, and if you guys have been keeping tabs, I know there's been a lot of people who have been listening to our Spider-Man series. It's crazy. Feel free to like tweet at us personally at Keenan Creates for for Keenan and at Trace the Rate for me. Um, there's people that he, like I haven't kept in contact with for a while that are just like texting me about yeah when's the next episode coming like stuff yeah. like that, and I'm just like I didn't even know you were listening. You know, I'm like right. thanks for keeping yeah. up, but I mean, shout out to like everybody who's just enjoying the series yeah. and we can't wait for this next month to like just get them all out yeah because we've got three more movies and then uh and a, and a game and then we'll have no way home so yeah um yeah that's gonna do it for this episode thank you guys for if people are out there still listening to us because we've been so inconsistent we really appreciate it we accept just thank you for accepting us for our flaws we've just been doing it very casually with all the crazy stuff that's been going on but um yeah, and with that being said, of Spider-Man.